what I recognize is that when you start producing at a high level, people become attracted to your vibe. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We've got Ray Meyer in the podcast trailer today. He's an agent over at Real Broker. He's recruited 80 agents himself. He's a real estate investor, founder of Freedom by Design Mastermind, and founder of Digital CEO, and he's also a Turo host. Got a bit of a serial entrepreneur today. Yeah. Mainly around real estate. Welcome, brother. You got a lot going on. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you uh, inviting me to to the podcast and showing me your whole setup, and everything's been cool. Awesome. Well, we met through the uh, Do the Most event up in Dallas, and I heard you speak at that event. I was there to see uh, Zach Williams speak right. and support him, and uh, you had mentioned on stage that you were moving to San Antonio. Yep. yep. And so I was like, man, come to San Antonio. That's my town. I got you or whatever. Yeah. And six months after you moved, we finally got together. Yeah. Today. Yeah, it took a little bit, but uh, I'm glad we did, man. I was telling my girlfriend, it's... I've been kind of talking a little bit back and forth with this guy and met him a while back and uh, been meaning to catch up with him. So I was excited about linking up today, finally. Awesome, awesome. So let's go into your background a little bit. Um, you first thing out of uh, high school, you went into the Army or did you do some college first? Yeah, so I tried college for a year um, and partied way too much, got involved with some like the wrong people uh, and just realized I needed I needed something else and I needed mm-hmm. to get away and so I, I, a year after trying college, I, I ended up enlisting in the army and shipping off in two weeks from that point of making the decision Wow! Um, to Oklahoma for boot camp. So, mm-hmm. and then ended up in North Carolina for five, six years or so. Um, and through that time, I, I've went to Afghanistan twice in that time frame. started a family, like the whole nine. So it was, uh, everything happened really fast um, at that time. So, Well, we appreciate your service. Um, so you started your family, and did you go straight into real estate out of the military? No, no. So um, actually, that story is funny because I didn't know. All I knew is I wanted to get out. Um, when I was in Afghanistan, I ended up reading, like a lot of other entrepreneurs, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And that had something to do with real estate investing and, uh, you know, becoming a business owner and buying assets. And I had no idea how I, how I was going to do that, but I did recognize in reading that book that you needed to get the skill, the sales skills, legitimate sales skills Mm -hmm. to, you know, get into that side of the, that side of things into entrepreneurship. And so, um, I ended up getting a job, not doing anything at for about a year, but then I ended up getting a job at Best Buy, selling cell phones okay um and got really good at that i've recruited a lot of reps that sold cell phones i'm sure yeah. casey has too casey's uh here in the podcast trailer with us he's up next yeah but uh yeah that's like a staple for door-to-door yeah you know what i mean like if if somebody has sold a, a cell phone shop before that's usually a really good salesperson <laughs> yeah yeah and actually the way i transitioned from from cell phone sales to uh 
real estate is that a couple of real estate agents would come in one time. I didn't think anything of it. Um, I helped her as a little bit older lady and she was just like, Hey, I need you to help me figure out how to do this on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so I can show homes on the go. It's, it's new smartphone for her. So, um, I broke it down for her. Very simple. Got really good at breaking down processes and simplifying okay. how to do things for people. She's like, man, you're really good at that. You should, you should think about um, being a real estate agent. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. And um, that was like when Commission I was. Commission only what? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe fast forward about eight, nine months. Um, I was working at Verizon shortly after that. Um, just kind of bounced around. And um, I was unhappy. I didn't know what I was going to do. And same thing happened, different lady. Um, just broke down her cell phone, told her how to use it for real estate. And she told me to sell the same thing. And I said, well, how much, how much can you make? You know? And then, so that kind of sparked the fire under me, started doing a lot of research. And that's, I was like, well, I can apply my sales skills that I've learned here mm-hmm. to real estate. And it's just a different language, but I can learn the language fairly quickly. I've, I've always been in real estate or, um, I've always been interested in real estate because of that book. And I figured I can earn the commissions to transition to investor. Yeah. Um, and so that was my, my master plan. And so I, I left my key in the safe um, one of the days and quit within two weeks and got another job so I can study for the real estate exam um, simultaneously without having the pressure of selling cell phones and meeting a quota yeah. and things like that. So no, that makes a lot of sense. So you got into real estate started doing well, I'm assuming, and then started recruiting people or how did nah, that whole nah, yeah. process go? So actually, um, so I, I started doing, well, this was my move. When I got interested in something, I, uh, I started buying books on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I came across a book and it, it landed me at Keller Williams Realty in the, in the area where I was from. And they had really good training programs, and I was really big on really big on training, uh, just coming from the military. And Best Buy had a really good program for their cell phone sales consultants. Okay. And so I was very impressed with them, and I was very impressed with this uh, this training this real estate company had. Um, so they, I went through a few courses, and I didn't know how I was going to get business. I was in a city that I had no no network, right. no high school friends, nothing like that. Um, so they were teaching how to cold call door knock, open houses, basically your own self-generated prospecting without paying for marketing and generating leads that way. And so I really bought into the cold calling thing. And that's kind of how I built up my game, Um, cold calling. And so I would cold call and I would, you know, go on appointments and finally get some listings signed, things like that. Um, But who are you? Who are you cold calling? Yeah, so I was cold calling... For sale by owners, so people okay. who are trying to represent themselves without an agent and trying to save on the commission. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out in real estate as a marketing manager, right? Uh-huh. Nobody in that whole company cold call, which is probably why they had to send all their listings to the listing agent, which was the main realtor. Yeah. His face was on all the signs, you know? And, um, and all they were was buying agents. So he listed, he had over 300 properties listed. And then obviously that generated a lot of phone calls and the yeah. buying agents would respond to the phone calls and handle the buying side while right. all he did was the listing side and the marketing side. Yeah. That's, that's a high leverage position. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 
at that point, I was taking whatever I can get. Mm -hmm. So I would occasionally get, what I realized is when I would cold call, I would get transactions and I would close people I didn't know and just kind of pr to prove myself. Mm -hmm. And then people on my social media um, started seeing me close deals and they started believing in me more. So um, I purposefully networked. Um, at that time, I, I joined like young professional groups. Yeah. I, did, um, I did a lot of open houses just to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people would come through and I would meet people and it wasn't, a lot of it wasn't like right now business, but it was like nurtures that I can put in my database to drip, you know, just communicate with them and nurture them until they're ready. Um, did you have a system for that or did you use a CRM? Yeah. At the time, man, I forgot the name of it. It was like the one that came with the brokerage. Okay. If you hung your license there. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but they had, you know. They call it a 33 touch campaign. And so I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. So I did those <laughs> email campaigns. Yeah. I set them up on listing alerts to send them houses, to be in front of them all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I would occasionally text or call just to check in with them and see, you know, how things were going. Um, and that I got really consistent at that. And I would say my bread and butter was cold calling every day not just for sale by owners, but expired listings where mm -hmm. they also didn't sell, like they couldn't sell their property, either they priced it too high or the agent just sucks at marketing. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was circle prospecting is the other one where we just straight up cold call a neighborhood mm -hmm. and see if anybody's interested in selling. So um, how, did, how did you transition from, from being an agent to recruiting 80 agents? Yeah. So, what I, what I recognize is that when you start producing at a high level, um, people become attracted to your vibe, especially if you're in a big office of, I think at the time it was around 100 agents or so. Okay. Um, and I felt like I was one of the younger guys. And so I also got chosen to be on the, it's kind of like the board of directors of the office. Okay. And so um, I told them, you know, when I sell, X amount of homes, I think it was like 33 homes. My second year there um, that I wanted to build a team. Mm -hmm. And so through building a team, you know, you kind of get to get to create your infrastructure on how you want things to be um, ran, your whole operation, how you want to be marketed to people with your own brand mm -hmm. instead of the company's brand. Right. Um, so that, that really kind of got things going and people would just, recognize me from going to all the all the industry events and so i was really purposeful about going there just to shake hands so if i had an offer for somebody that i wanted to submit i wanted to know the agent on the other side to have that relationship mm -hmm. for my client so i can have one hand up if there was five offers on the property with five different agents with representing different clients that i could have that relationship to um to get their offer accepted and so mm -hmm. i think for me, I always shared what I was doing, and I think there's a there's a stigma, at least in the city where I was at, which is Fresno, California, yeah. um, where there was a lot of people who were successful. However, they wouldn't share um, what they were doing, and so they would hold their content marketing pieces to themselves or not tell tell them their resource for who made their business cards. Um, and I really just wanted a different vibe and really just kind of. I followed this kid from, I mean, he's older than me, but um, this guy from Orange County. Um, mm -hmm. And he had really dope marketing, just had a cool swag about him. 
And uh, I was like, I could do that in my area, even though he sold like beachfront million dollar homes, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, I can bring the same vibe to the Central Valley where I was from. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I wanted to do that. And I, I wouldn't care if someone was like, hey, how'd you do this? I would always share. Yeah. I think I would just, I always wanted to help people um, not fall on their face when they were new to the business. And mm-hmm. so I think that the giving part of me kind of attracted certain people and I think a part of that too is I didn't have a bad mentor right. when I first got into the business, but when I joined the office, they assign you a mentor if you're mm-hmm. brand new. And I don't, I don't believe their mentorship program was what I thought a mentor would be. Right. Um, it was more so that they get an override on your first five transactions. But if I felt more of a nuance to that guy, just because it was like, hey, I got an appointment. Can you come with me? And he may or may not be available. Right. And um, he might be a whole different style, like, business than what I'm looking to build. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I really wanted to come from a place of if I'm helping somebody, asking them about themselves, how they are, how do they envision their business, how, you know, figuring out what their personality profile is mm-hmm. so they can approach, like, you don't want a high... Like, I don't know if you guys go by like a disc profile, probably yeah. everything sales, right? So yeah. you don't want a, a high C going, possibly going door knocking if they're super introverted and right. um, that's just not their thing. Or maybe they haven't developed the skill to be uncomfortable to do that yet. Right. Um, so it's like just meeting people where they are and really helping them where they want to go. Um, I genuinely did that you know, just from the start and really wanted people to get off on the right foot when they asked me questions. And so I think that that helped me attract some other agents who either wanted to be in the same office or yeah. the same, you know, around my desk, right. so to speak, because I used to be scared cold calling uh-huh. on the phones because I was so self-conscious about my scripting and dialogue that I wasn't sounding like an agent yet. Yeah. So when I would cold call in the beginning, I would... If someone picked up the phone, I would walk into the hallway, immediately get up from my desk in the bullpen. Yeah, and go walk in the hallway and go sit in my car and take the call and try <laughs> to do it until I had enough reps to be confident, like, oh, yeah, You're I got an appointment. about your cold calling. Very <laughs> self-conscious, yeah, dude. Um, but, yeah, it was just reps at the end of the day. And then uh, when people wanted to script practice with me, um, things like that, and then I, I, I started teaching classes there. They let me teach how to find seller leads and things like nice. that. And so I started volunteering for that stuff and just really participating. So it was, uh, it was work. It was, it was fun, man. And I, I've always been a networker, just kind of asking people about their business and mm-hmm. how can I help them or add value and really not coming from a place of what can I get from this person or, right. or it's more, how can I add value? Where's, how can I help? Where's my fee in the whole thing? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot to dissect there. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing first off is, you know, the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset. And I know exactly what you're talking about in real estate because I was around it. You know, this is like 15 years ago. No, this is like 18 years ago. (laughs) Damn, I'm old. (laughs) Um, But anyways, that was one of my first like office jobs and it was very cutthroat in the same office. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, real estate was very much that it was a scarcity mindset. If there was a new widget or a new marketing deal out or anything we had to keep it close to the chest we couldn't tell anybody about it you know and so uh, I think that worked for you really well in the beginning and and here's the other thing like 
you may have been insecure about your scripts, but what you were successful with, you were sharing automatically. You know yep. what I mean? Which is huge. And then the other piece is the reps, right? Most people quit after like 10 cold calls. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this isn't for me. I'll find another way to get leads or whatever the case is. And once you start getting those reps in, you get the confidence, you start teaching other people, put yourself in a position of authority. And then you got the abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. Man, all the good vibes are just going to start coming your way. Yeah. And then everybody that wants a small piece of that is going to start asking how they can sign up. You know? Yeah. And I think that's massive. Um, and honestly, a type of recruiting that just isn't done enough anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you were talking about getting stronger with your social media game at lunch earlier. Yep. And um, I think when it comes to recruiting, social media is going to be very much like Indeed.com, right? Yep. So high volume, you're not going to get quality, but you're going to get quantity, you know what I'm saying, mm. versus the in-person networking is going to be more like a referral from one of your other reps. Yep. You know, the people that you get through that in-person exchange are going to stick longer and they're probably going to be higher quality. You know right. what I mean? And so, you know, while I, you know, I have, I feel like I have a big social media game. At least I invest in one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a wide following, but a deep following. Right. Yep. The right people are following me, right? Um, I don't think it's going to be as important as exchanges like this that are happening in person. You know right. what I mean? And you you see it all the time on social media, right? So if it's a virtual podcast, you know, we'll see like a couple hundred views or something like that. If it's a podcast and like this trailer and we're in person, yeah, I mean, it goes up to thousands, right? Yeah. And that's just because of the quality of the, I guess, engagement. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a universal rule for sure. So how have you been... Uh, been like in San Antonio so far. Yeah, it's been, um, man, it's been a blessing, man. I, mm-hmm. I love the, the vibe here. It's people are a lot more friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, California, I don't know, maybe I just because I grew up there. Yeah. Um, but people got a little attitude, you know what I mean? <laughs> Guys are a little bit more froggier. Yeah. And, uh, but for the most part, man, I, I've been enjoying it. It's also a military-type city, different, mm-hmm. ba- uh, different militaries here. Um, so it's super diverse. Yeah. And um, a lot of real estate transactions happening here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, for sure. I'm, we love I'm, it. I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. You know, anytime we can add someone from our circles to the city, it's always going to be a good thing, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. I think you were, you were talking about it earlier, kind of creating this filter for your friend group, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and me and my wife have been struggling with that. You know, we have Apex, so we have a few Apex people here in San Antonio. Right. But, um, you know, we're all busy, you know what I mean? So you almost need, like, if it's going to be an entrepreneur friend group, you almost need, like, 15 of them in it just so, like, two of them are available, (laughs) you know what I mean, Uh, a night a week or whatever the case is. But, no, for sure. Um, So you're working, you're workshopping a few concepts right now. Mm -hmm. You've got your mastermind that's, that's, you got going on, and then also a a podcast. So tell me about those. Yeah, so the podcast is um, a new leg of our mastermind. And our mastermind originally started when we moved our our real estate uh, sales business to Real Broker. Mm-hmm. And through that, one of my partners, his name is Darren Wade. Um, he runs a team. We used to be business partners in the same on the same team, mm-hmm. and um, we partnered up kind of for this venture at Real Broker. And so. Basically what we deemed it, it's called Freedom by Design. And our concept is helping 
uh, real estate agents not only be productive and earn commissions through their transactions and, and building their business the way what fits them best, mm-hmm. right? And um, whatever meets their goals and figuring out and going deep on what their goals really are. Yeah. Um, but helping them achieve that. But not only that, um, there's just a lot of, I've seen real estate agents, you know, buy cars, you know, based on, you know, June sales, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, which is the peak of sales season. Mm-hmm. And so um, really teaching them how to spend their money, invest their money um, on the back end when they start earning big commissions. Um, what are we doing for the long term? Because real estate agents typically don't have a retirement plan. It's usually, hey, save up 20, 25% and buy a rental property every other year, which is doable, but it's also you know only one way to, to skin the cat. Right. Um, and we got a lot of good and valuable investors who are also licensed real estate agents in our network that um, are willing, like, are kind of like me, that they're, they're willing to give the game away. Yeah. And so we just kind of created a, a culture that I think is growing um, where people are, people see that at, we're using that as a value proposition with our mastermind. We're focused on helping agents build their real estate portfolio, mm-hmm. but not only that, other um, opportunities with passive income that we're trying and, and, and either failing at or saying, Hey, this is a go. You should, you know, if you have the means to do this, right. try this out. And, and, um, is this real estate in general, or this is within your brokerage? This is, so this is within our brokerage. We, we, we kind of made it so that if you're with our brokerage then you get access then you have access, but we're also looking at like a paid version. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are comfortable with where they're at, but they like our vibe, they like what we're doing, they like what we're putting out. Yeah. So I think that's part of the vision of the podcast too, is to see how that portion of it goes and mm-hmm. just to see who else we can attract with that funnel um, and putting out as much value as we can and seeing who, you know, who, who wants to lock arms with us or who just wants to kind of check under the hood what we got going on nice. and seeing if we're a good fit to be in business together. So how long have you been doing the mastermind for now? Um, I'd say almost two years. Okay. Yeah. So you've had some time to figure out the cadence of everything, kind of yeah. the curriculum, the speakers, all that. Yeah. And, and that's really cool because the people that are in it aren't paying for it yet. So it's not like you're letting anybody down if it's not perfect, right. you know. Right. But now that you have had two years to work it out, you know, uh, bringing in paid users could be could be a, a huge game. And then, yeah, what's going to happen? You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, oh shit, they got it going on over there. Yeah. Let me just let me just transfer over to these guys, and I can get the the mastermind piece for free. You know? Ex- yeah, exactly. And that's what you know. Agents might, salespeople might go to a brokerage, and they they'll teach you how to sell houses. Mm-hmm. But that's how they get paid. They don't get paid the most if you're wholesaling a deal or if right. you're flipping a deal because you want a discount on listing your own flip. Mm-hmm. So. They, some people do share that, but I don't think at the extent that we're trying to right. make that a priority. Um, and fortunately I got like one of my first, um, and I didn't personally recruit just for the record, um, you know, <laughs> personally recruit 86 myself. Yeah. Um, it's some of the people I've recruited through people. Yeah, of course. Um, or help them close if you will. And just yeah. bringing in like-minded people. I didn't personally um, recruit 110 salespeople either. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I just got to give that to him because, yeah. like, I got a really good guy uh, who's pretty much, I, I call him the number one investor in my area where I'm from. Nice. He's really on the up and up right now. And he's been in the investment space um, 
maybe two years less. I've been in real estate sales for 10 years. Yeah. Um, he's been doing it about eight years and he's got over a hundred properties now. He's flipping at a high level. He's wholesaling at a high level. Shit, he's got a whole, um, that's a whole business. That's not yeah. a, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a, a independent operator there. <laughs> yeah, and so he has a nice small team, virtual assistants, things like that. Yeah. Um, but he was my first phone call after moving over to Real, wow. and I said, "Hey, man," because I was talking to him previously mm-hmm. when I was at another company with a similar model. And I said, "Hey, man, like we're looking to come meet with me, and my buddy Darren. We have this vision. We think you could be a huge part of it. It's what we believe in. Mm-hmm. It's what we're building for, and we know it's what agents want. Yeah. Um, like, let's let's." Let's paint this vision and see if we could build something. He, he agreed, and so he's attracted a lot of people. And um, you know, he gives it away too, man. Yeah. Just ton of value. Um, so I think we're building that culture of collaboration and giving. And um, you know, it's it's been fun so far. I think I feel like we got a long way to go, and uh, it's just just heating up. And um, you know, he just got on the. I saw him go full circle with the Bigger Pockets podcast mm-hmm. um, and him being a guest on there. So that yeah, was inspiring for me. And um, for me being in San Antonio, I didn't mention this to you earlier because mm-hmm. we were just going off on everything else. But, <laughs> All the personal um, stuff. <laughs> you know, I, what's he, what he's doing, I wish I would have built it like he did. Mm-hmm. And I got really caught up in building a sales team, yeah. um, which is perfectly fine. I can still have a sales team, but my mm-hmm. focus was more transactions, more sales, more buyers, more sellers, right, um, things like that. And um, I do want to pivot a little bit to focus more on building my own portfolio. Hell yeah. And just wholesale, whether that's wholesaling, flipping, um, buying rentals, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's really initially why I got into the business, right? Yeah. Like uh, I wanted to get money to become an investor. Right. And uh, I got so caught up in the hamster wheel of sales mm-hmm. without and I think I was doing it for more, more of my own ego. Right. Um, even though I'm, I'm a giving person and, you know, I think I do good business. Um, I know at the end of the day, I wasn't doing it for like, I would just get caught up in, Hey, we need numbers. to be number one and we need to, we need to meet our numbers this month and we need to just push, 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 push. Mm-hmm. And so I got burnt out doing that and, um, you know, took a step back the last couple of years and really kind of analyzed where do I want to kind of, what do I want it to look like in the next five, 10 years? It's crazy, man. We've had a, a very similar journey. One, one thing I want to say that I forgot to mention earlier about kind of dissecting your first couple of years in real estate is uh, you qualify people first. You know, that's what I was hearing. Like you actually break down their desires, their wants, their needs. And then when they ask you a question like, well, how much money can you actually make? Like that realtor did in the, in the cell phone shop for you. Yep. And oh shit, that's the buying question. <laughs> Yeah. Now we're cooking. You know what I mean? So, so that was the first thing. But the other thing is like, absolutely. First 11 years of my business was numbers, more body, body count equals bank account. You know, how, how 13 offices, how big can we scale this thing to? You know what I mean? The last two years have been very introspective and I've actually gotten out of my direct sales business completely. And I'm just doing consulting now. Yeah. And part of our uh, consulting program is teaching business owners to not just develop the sales training and the management and leadership training, but also develop what we call freedom training. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our mission statement. So I thought it was yeah. cool that you mentioned that earlier, freedom, freedom by design. Yep. Um, I think we're of the same mindset there. And so teaching comp or teaching salespeople or sales organizations in general, hey, you know, here's how you make the money. Here's how you lead others to make money and make more money, right? 
and then here's what you do with the money. Right. You know, when you're doing that, I think that's probably why your retention rate, I'm just guessing, is a lot higher than the industry average. And then, um, you know, you're actually making a, a massive impact that has nothing to do with the numbers and everything to do with the stories, you know, yep. which as we get older, becomes more and more important. Yeah. So, no, I think it's uh, it's 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 great what you're doing. So what's what's next for you guys? As you're obviously going to develop the mastermind, but yeah, yeah. So like I said, the the podcast, um, we're just ramping that up, man. So I, I love seeing your setup and what what you're doing here. Um, you're just, in San Antonio. Anytime you want to use it, man. Yeah, dude. I uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. So we're we're just going to get more consistent on putting out that type of content uh-huh. and seeing who we can attract through that. Um, we got a few of us talking about putting kind of courses together that we're going to provide to our members for, for free, whether that's, you know, uh, marketing or, mm-hmm. um, building like, uh, the investor guy, Jason, my guy, he's, uh, he's building out his investor course mm-hmm. for new investors. Um, starting a podcast. Yeah. We can just start <laughs> a podcast, like how to market yourself online through social media. Hell yeah. Um, just little things like that. And really just seeing how, how we can add value, um, there but like on the personal side i like i'm really gung-ho on on getting to know the real estate market here in Mm -hmm. in san antonio i made that decision around december january and Mm -hmm. so just um looking to get that started i'm actually selling i'm doing a couple things so my next move personally um i'm I'm selling my primary residence in california Mm -hmm. i'm taking the proceeds and um, i'm putting it into what's called an infinite banking policy Okay. Which is something I've learned about recently. So become your own bank. Yep. And so Bro, I'm, a, I'm gonna. This is I'm I'm tired of hearing about this already, because <laughs> now I have to do it. So I, <laughs> I researched it. Honestly, I heard it in a mastermind in Cancun, and I was on the plane with one of the speakers who was speaking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been researching ever since, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't understand it well when he presented it. So I, I still bought a book. I read into it more, mm-hmm. and then. I heard other people doing it that I follow on mm-hmm. a high level, and um, they said they borrow against their policy and make investments that way, and and they get the uninterrupted compound interest effect as well. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't understand what you just said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack that, and I'm gonna figure out if I can do that. So my I've, goal is I've got a guy I'm gonna introduce you to. His name is Keith Goss. Okay, That's literally what he does. Is it okay? Yeah, he just did it for uh, I don't know if you know Brandon Brittingham. I think I have one of his books. Yeah. 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 Rental, yeah. a rental property manager. He book. just set it up for Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm taking the proceeds from my house sale in California. I'm putting that into a infinite banking system of my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm borrowing against that. I'm going to fund my projects Dope. here. Um, and so we're going to go gung ho. I got some cold callers lined up, a mailing campaign for marketing, things like that, just to get the off market deals. Nice. Um, I don't know if I like how I want to scale that, I know I just want, my intent is to cherry pick for my own portfolio, but also um, my ultimate intent is to teach people how to, I know I can do that probably fast track just because I've been in real estate. Right. But my ultimate goal is to teach that as well. Yeah. Um, And then, and then teaching it, not necessarily to scale it as a business, but to scale it for your portfolio. Yeah. You know, the idea that like, Hey, even though I'm doing it for my portfolio, I'm still going to build out, a department within that, you know what I'm yeah. saying, with the cold callers and stuff like that, I think it's incredibly smart. And, and, and 
if you approach it that way, then it's only going, you're only going to scale your portfolio that much. Well, actually with that much more quality because you're yeah. going to have options. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus if you did it by yourself, you wouldn't have as many options. It's just. Yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I feel like I'm rebuilding a little bit because I'm pivoting to that um, and not focusing solely on real estate sales. Um, but I, knowing what I know now and how to leverage and how to um, just leverage out the things that are, that, that aren't, my highest dollar producing activity. Right. Um, I like, I'm probably going to be the negotiator for a while. Cause that's what I'm good at mm -hmm. and talking and closing the deals until I can find somebody who can step in and do that. Um, you know, but everything else I'm, I plan to leverage out just because, uh, I, I still, I value my family life, um, mm -hmm. and my personal life and, um, all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's exciting for me because I'm in a new city and it's mm -hmm. like, I get to network with entrepreneurs like you guys, and it's it's a it's a new challenge for me. So. Speaking of networking, I got to introduce you to Kai Logue too. He's a okay. local wholesaler. Just put on a real estate event that I actually spoke at, and uh, yeah, I think he'd be good to know in town. Just for those sure. like if he if he can't act on a deal, maybe you can kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yep. So um, okay, so the last question I always ask is, what does legacy mean to you, and what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, so for me, for a while, I used to be about my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and it is about my kids. A portion of it is about my kids. And what I'm learning is that it's more, they pick up what I do. And whatever I'm doing, they're going to pick pick up those habits. They're going to see those habits. And it's, it's going to help shape how they think and approach things in life. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of the legacy, it used to be only financial. Like that was the guy I was back in right. the day. Um, now, when I talk about passive income, I'm actually working on this whole little speech about transitioning to what's, what I call passive impact. Okay. Where um, if you, you know, have a conversation with someone, if you step into a room and do a presentation that whatever's coming out of your mouth, your vibe, your energy, the information you're giving has a lasting impact on people and they remember you for the right reasons. Um, that's the kind of legacy I want to leave. And so with that, if I can leave positive lessons, whether that's through business, whether that's spiritual through church, mm -hmm. um, whether that's how I love my kids or how I love my future wife, you know what I mean? Um, like how I am as a person, um, that's the type of legacy I want to be remembered for so that people can make their decision and I can have an impact on, well, Ray, you know, I've seen somebody do it well and Ray Meyer was one of those guys. And, you know, I, I, I'm in, you know, intrigued or inspired how he did it. And I, I want a piece of that in my life. Hell yeah. um, so that's, I feel like I, I, I tell people I fail, I have failed and I continue to fail. I fail forward, but I fail. I learned the hard lessons um, to, have that story mm -hmm. to tell so people can have their own decision um you know how that which way they want to go with it you know what i mean so um that's the type of legacy i want to i want to have the financial stuff is there too i want to build out that framework and everything for my uh, that's part of the infinite banking thing too mm -hmm. um and just the real estate assets in general but that just gives me the options in how i want to deliver um, that information to people because I feel like if people are financially strapped, they're not 
they're not their true selves. They're always like submitting to someone else's clock or time or. Um, they're in a constant state of stress. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. No, brother, I love it. Um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, and I know you're going to do exactly that, man. Uh, the energy is there for sure. So Ray Meyer, legacy of passive impact. I can't wait to hear the speech too. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate All you guys. Right. Let's get building. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. We really do appreciate it. As you know, we believe that great leaders build great teams. How do you become a great leader? You learn from the greats. Join us at the Million Dollar Mastermind put on by Ryan Stuman in Frisco, Texas, and learn everything that you need to learn to be that great leader. The link will be in the description below. As always, we ask that you like, share, and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts so you can stay up to date with the Building Great Sales Teams podcast. Let's get building.